Freaks. Another rabbit hole recap in the books. It was a good one. Hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you for supporting the show. For participating in the value for value model. We really appreciate it. Give us a subscribe. Smash that subscribe button. Smash it. Smash it as hard as you can. Break your phone or your computer. Smash it with a brick. <laughs> You'll get the context of that at the end of the show. You have to listen to literally the whole show to get the context of that. But please, smash the subscribe button. Maybe not do it with the brick. You don't have to break your phone. You don't have to break your computer. It's going to help us break the internet. Give us a rating, a review. If you're supporting us via podcasting 2.0 compatible apps, thank you for the stats you're streaming and boosting. We're going to win, freaks. This rip was brought to you. Very good friends at CoinKite. They make this thing, a block clock, which currently tells us that we're at block height 784,264. Or 600... No, we're 584 blocks away from the next palindrome block. Thanks to CoinKite's block, block clock mini for, for helping me do that math. Off the top of my head. That's not the only thing they make, though. They make SATS cards. There's an iteration on the open dime. NFC-enabled card. Tap it on the back of your phone. Hit the link. Boom. You get an address associated with that card. You send a Bitcoin. It's a bearer instrument. You hand it off. Give it as a wedding gift. Give it as a birthday gift. Give it as a tip. Tip your mailman. Your garbage man. Whatever it may be. They have the tap signer. Same form factor. NFC-enabled, but it's a private key. You can set up using apps like Nunchuck. You can do single sig, multi sig. Really cool parlor trick for showing friends, new friends to Bitcoin. Like, hey, look, this is how cool this technology is. I use the tap signer, plug in some information, and boom, I can broadcast this transaction from my mobile wallet. <sighs> I've got the MK4. Of course, they've got the best <laughs> hardware wallets in the game. MK4 has got two secure elements, air gapped. You create your private public key pairs offline. You can add entropy, entropy to them with dice rolls. Uh, they just announced the Q1. Pretty sure pre-orders are still going on. May not be. The Q1 is uh, an iteration on the MK4. It's got a full keyboard. It's got a QR code scanner. Uh, it, it beefed up MK4. Same tech under, but um, new form factor. Go to coinkite.com. Try the code RHR. Try the code TFTC. Try CD might work don't know but go get all their stuff it's the best hardware in the space logan how are you liking your uh your block lock micro i like it it sits right next to my computer okay all right he likes it you heard it here first you're not just hearing it from me you're hearing it from logan as well you also heard a stupid brick joke this rip was also Brought to you by good friends at Unchained Capital. Unchained Capital is right down the hall from me right now. They're here to help you eliminate single points of failure in your custody. They're here to provide a great trading desk for you. Uh, IRAs, lending desk, inheritance protocol. If you're a Bitcoiner and you want to work with a company that is building the Bitcoin bank of the future, go to Unchained.com. Their trading desk is incredible because you buy Bitcoin and it doesn't sit on Unchained's platform. You don't have to pull out any wallets to send it. If you have a vault set up, two or three multi-sig vault, and you go to the trading desk, you buy Bitcoin, 
picks up what your address is when you buy Bitcoin, boom, sends it to it. You don't have to do anything. Your wallets can be geographically distributed. It just goes straight to your vault, to your multi-sig vault. Go to unchained.com slash trading. Check out their trading desk for making, looking to make big buys. Got those big buys you're looking to make. Gonna want to use Unchained's trading desk because they can, they can handle those big buys. We like big buys here. We need a pump. Uh, actually, I'm not going to try and pump the price of Bitcoin. Just if you're looking to get in, go to unchained.com slash trading. Enjoy this rip. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. I think we're live. I just got the live sign, so we better be live. Logan was holding Hopefully. his arm up for a while. It took a while for the f to come out. It it takes a while at the start. Is that what she, is that what she said? <laughs> <laughs> uh, starting out with some dirty jokes. What is up, freaks? We're here. We made it. We were, supposed to, we were supposed to be here like an hour and a half ago. Yeah, that was my fault. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, gents. It's all good. Um, Thursday, April sixth, twenty twenty three. We've got a lot to talk about. There's about seventy two days till Balaji's million dollar coin prediction. I think we're gonna hit it. <laughs> you heard it here first, freaks. <laughs> I think we're gonna hit it. Uh, considering the fact, if we go to Clark's dashboard, you'll see that the price of Bitcoin is at 28125 We're bucks. trending. We're trending there. Yeah, we're getting closer. One cuck buck is going to get you 3,556 sats. We're currently sitting at a $543.9 billion market cap. We're at block height 784,250. A nice even block there. No significance. I just like the aesthetics. We had a difficulty adjustment earlier today. That was an upward adjustment of 2.2%. And the network hash rate over the last 2016 blocks has been 341.4 exahash a second. We are currently 1,990 blocks away from the next adjustment, which as of right now, still early, only 26 blocks into this epoch. Estimated to be on 420. Hey, you guys can get high and celebrate a difficulty adjustment. Uh, it's also Hitler's birthday. <laughs> the more you know, the more you know. Did you not know that? That wasn't like one of like the the like fun facts I have in my mind. It's Hitler's birthday. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> As of right now, I thought uh, everyone knew that. Blocks. <laughs> Uh, and I do recall now that it is Hitler's birthday, but it's not sitting top of mind. Um, but on Hitler's birthday, as of right now, uh, <laughs> it's estimated to be a, a negative 11.5% difficulty adjustment. Block's been coming in at 11 minutes and 15 seconds on average over the last 26 blocks since we adjusted. It is early in the, this difficulty epoch, so uh, these dates and estimates probably don't have a lot of... Uh, uh, 
a lot of accuracy as of right now. There are currently 27,881 transactions in Clark's mempool. Samurai's Whirlpool sitting at an all-time high, I believe, of 7,050.21 Bitcoin in unspent capacity. That's almost $200 million in unspent value. Damn. Sitting at 198.2 million cuck bucks. Speaking of cuck bucks. That's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of private money over there. Yeah. It's good. It's good to see, freaks. It's good to see. Um, Speaking of cuck bucks, cuck buck, it's about to get a competitor. The Bricks Bucks. The Bricks Bucks. The Bricks Bucks are coming. The new and improved cuck bucks. Cuck bucks 2.0. Are they improved cuck bucks or are they going to be worse cuck bucks? That's the big question. We've been. Uh, I mean, I mean, for the. For the BRICS countries, they'll be new and improved because they don't have U.S. government counterparty risk, right? The whole idea is that it's supposed to be their own currency that's backed by commodities. Which, by the way, freaks, we've been talking about this as a concept for fucking years now. Um, so it shouldn't come as a surprise. Yeah, it feels, uh, it's finally happening, it's happening. Um, but yeah, we'll start off with this. We've been talking about the last few weeks. Earlier this year, Saudi Arabia in January had a summit where they said, hey, we're open to settling oil trades and currencies other than the dollar, yuan, euros, rubles, rupees specifically, I believe. Fast forward a couple weeks ago, President Xi from China uh, went to Saudi Arabia, brokered a peace deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran. They went to Russia, strengthened their relationship politically and economically. Uh, and it seems like this bricks buck Oh, and you have to remember the part where just the U.S. completely kicked off Russia from the system. Yeah, that's from an important their own part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Russia, Venezuela, Iran. Like, that wasn't even a choice for them. They were just kicked out. Yes. Um, so, yeah, the snowball is gaining momentum. And what Logan has up on the screen is a syndicated article from Michael Meharry via Shift Gold. It's Peter Schiff's website. So, um, shout out to you for providing some content, Peter. Fuck you, uh, Peter. <laughs> uh, in the article, uh, it states that last week a Russian official announced that the BRICS nations are working to develop a new currency, yet another sign that dollar dominance is waning. State Duma, the Russian Legislative Assembly Deputy Chairman Alexander Babakov, said the transition to settlements and national currencies is the first step. We've already seen this occur with recent oil deals between India and Russia being settled in currencies other than the dollar. The next one is to provide the circulation of digital or any other form of a fundamentally new currency in the nearest future. I think that at the BRICS Leader Summit, the readiness to realize this project will be announced. Such works are underway, uh, and that leadership summit is scheduled for August of this year. So it seems like behind the scenes, the BRICS countries, um, BRICS, B-R-I-C-S, is Brazil, Russia, Well, hopefully Kenya joins so they can spell it. Spell it correctly. India, China, and South Africa. Um, and now you can throw Iran in the mix and Mexico, maybe even Mexico signaled like they want to. They're doing join. the LGBTQ thing, right? They just added a plus at the end. Yeah, they're at, they should just it's add the Bricks plus. plus. Bricks, Bricks plus. plus. Yeah, it's funny. It's like the G7, G8, G10. Just, yeah. just, just add the plus sign. It's going to get too confusing. As, G7 as, plus. As more countries join this. But as of right now, um, add Saudi Arabia to the mix, I guess. Um, 
Yeah, it says several nations have expressed interest in joining the bloc, including Saudi Arabia, Algeria, uh, United Arab Emirates, Egypt, Argentina, Mexico, and Nigeria. So this acronym is going to be completely borked. Just add the plus sign. Um, <laughs> but these nations make up 40% of the world's GDP. So it seems like the dollar is going to have a competitor. And I guess that's the question. And Are, I mean... Before the dollar has a compet, like this has got to be really bad for the euro. Oh yeah, I mean the euro because if you do on like the totem pole of fiat shit coins, right? It's like the, the dollar's above the euro. Yeah, um, and it's got to be horrible for all the different sovereign shit coins, like all the different little the smaller fiats. Yeah, and if you look at the one month, I'll put this in the. Um... What, the one-month Dixie chart, the dollar chart? Uh, USD to Euro. It's down. The the DXY chart looks like a fucking shit coin. Let's find that. Let me find that. Um, but yeah, I mean, so our thesis before this existed was that this would exist. And our thesis was that, that basically um, all the fiats are going to cannibalize each other. Um, and the BRICS commodity-backed currency will cannibalize the dollar for the first time. There'll actually be a fiat that actually like really impacts the dollar hard. But then ultimately, like all these countries are not going to be able to trust each other. Um, so that shit's going to break. And then when that breaks, everyone will move to Bitcoin. Yeah. That's the, the condensed, that's the condensed thesis. Yeah. Go to the year to date. There we go. Um, yeah. So this is Dixie chart. Dollars under some pressure, euros under some pressure. The BRICS countries are um, are scheming behind the scenes. Russia in front of the seasons too. Yeah, but it seems like there will be a big announcement toward the end of the summer. So again, the snowball has began falling down the mountain, gaining momentum, and the BRICS buck, the BRICS bucks are coming, freaks. We got the cuck bucks, the BRICS bucks. And as we know well, they're, here, they're all cuck bucks, right? Yes, but, yes. But I feel like two point for mimetic, uh, mimetic power, we need to front run the bricks buck and just paint it with this negative connotation out the out the back, off the bat. But does bricks bucks does does bricks bucks as a name actually have a negative connotation attached to it? Yeah, because it's, it's tied to, to cuck bucks. <laughs> because it says bucks in it yeah yeah towards the end it's like shroop bucks cuck bucks bricks bucks yeah we'll, fi we'll f i think i think this could use a little work marty we can workshop this no, a little no, bit. No, we'll this figure is, it out this is perfect i'm telling you it's perfect it's, we're gonna run with it um okay deal You're yeah i don't boss. have i don't have much confidence in the bricks bucks uh, no very little confidence yeah sats sats are our, we find safety in sats there are safety i will say I will say, like, I ex we expected this. Um, I mean, you go back to the last the last episode. We were talking about this as recent as the last episode, and they announced it two days after. Um, but I thought China was going to push the yuan to be more of a more dominant in the short term. Uh, this kind of seems like they're just going straight into the, the commodity backed. backed. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm sure there's some brokering behind the scenes. I mean, even though these political alliances are strengthening, I think anybody 
can look at China and say, uh, we're not really sure how you actually managed Yuan. It's not very yeah. transparent. Um, yeah, it's the exact opposite. Yeah, we'd be more comfortable with uh, with a commodity backed. And I mean, that's another thing we've talked about in the past. If you look at the accumulation of gold on a tonnage basis between Russia and China over the last two decades, they've been amassing large stockpiles of gold on their on their treasuries. Yeah, all, all the smart countries have been. Canada sold all of their gold. Our, our neighbors to the north are are pretty screwed. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't uh, have a, I don't really have a response. That is correct. Yeah, no, but it does seem like indeed there's blood in the water. A lot of countries are pit, who are pissed off at the United States for one reason or another beginning to team up with each other, and like that's another thing. Like I think there is a lot of signal. In Mexico, specifically, I mean, we were talking about this before we hit record, but it is becoming apparent that um, there are Chinese. <laughs> so we, a lot of people talk about the border leakage and people just flooding <laughs> the United States from our southern border. Leakage. Uh, and uh, many people focus on Mexicans and other um, individuals from Central and South American countries, but it's becoming apparent that there are Chinese nationals coming through the southern border as well, and I can't they just want to go to their local bit devs. Um, man, and what there's like some there's like not an agreement to repatriate them, so they just like let them loose in America. Yeah, is that true? A, let me find a thread. Uh, is that real? Yeah, Laura Logan had a thread. We'll throw this up, Logan. And I'll it's just read this crazy. thread. It's pretty long, but bear with me because it is pretty don't, important. Don't read. You can read the whole it's, fucking thread. It's pretty important. Just put it in chat GBT and ask for a summary. For at least a month, Chinese nationals have been surging across the southern border, according to law enforcement. Rio Grande, Rio Grande, Rio Grande <laughs> station is receiving 50 to 70 every single day. A phenomenon they've never seen there before the ccp usually sends its chinese hackers to mccallan station mccallan is receiving approximately double the number of chinese they normally get with no end in sight and since there is no reparation uh, agreement between the u.s and china they are all released with a notice to appear to ice on their own uh, reconnaissance so they are effectively let go to a military mind this looks like what they would call staging where you quietly put your forces in a position in advance of an operation where, uh, excuse me, there are no shortage of people in the administration who know this and more yet nothing is being <clears throat> done to address slash stop this invasion. On the contrary, many things are being done to facilitate slash enable this, such as taking down Intel slash surveillance assets, like the three aerostat balloons that have been come that have already come down in Texas while the rest are coming down at the end of this year, all due to, quote-unquote, a lack of funding. This means agents on the ground have lost what they regard as the most significant advantage, their eyes in the sky. It's like 1924. One told me we were tracking sign. Why 1924? We were tracking sign. I think she's about to explain a, it. We are tracking sign in the dirt and day. hits from the ground sensors. Essentially, the U.S. Yeah, but it's just blind. like 1926, too. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Sorry. Essentially, the U.S. is now blind on approximately 70% of the border. At the time, the ultra-violent and heavily armed Mexican cartels in control of the border are expanding their technology, technology and tactics. Some nights, they have so many drones in the sky, U.S. airspace is considered unsafe, grounding the helicopters 
border agents rely on. This removes another U.S. weapon from the southern border battlefield and further degrades any effort to counter the growing power of the cartels and their allies. That's the important part I want to talk about. Drones are so valuable to these cartels, they are paying people in the U.S. side to inform them when stores get new supplies and then send their people to buy the entire pallet of drones. The U.S. is struggling slash failing to counter these drones that can deliver any payload. One sector in RGV had 40,000 drone hits and managed to down only four. And here's something odd. The emergency beacons in place among the southwest border used to have instructions in three different languages for illegal immigrants in need of help, water, etc. Those, etc. Those were English, Spanish, and Mandarin. I saw that and filmed and reported on it firsthand. But right after the Biden took office, those instructions were ordered to be taken down and replaced with the exact same instructions in English and Spanish. Mandarin. I don't removed. understand this part. Why? If funding is short, why spend money on something like that? If funding is too short to pay for surveillance, which is critical to U.S. national security, how can the admin justify the millions and millions in taxpayer funds being spent on illegal immigration? This is an indication of priorities given the concern shared by all Americans resecuring slash protecting the country. A fair question would be, what is the top priority of those in power today? And given the long working relationship between Mexico's cartels and the CCP, why is nothing being done about the surge of Chinese coming over the border today. According to first-hand sources, these people are no longer running from U.S. agents. They walk right to them, secure in the knowledge they will be given immediate entry to the U.S. to Ridiculous. what end. Um, I don't understand the concern around removing uh, the Mandarin instructions for help. Isn't that, if, if you don't want Chinese illegals to cross the border, wouldn't you not want them to have instructions on how to get help? Yeah, I'm not sure what. I'm not sure what it. Like, what's their angle on that? Yeah. Um, is the angle that like the Biden administration understands that there's a bunch of Chinese illegals coming in, and that's why they removed the wording so that hopefully they get lost or something? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that really matters. Or they just don't want to draw attention to the fact that they know and just pretend like they don't know what's happening. Well, that's like this, so the reason I wanted to bring that thread up and read it again, bring this back to the context of the... Yeah, what is the context? The BRICS, oh, the BRICS. Pl BRICS Plus. I think Mexico is the signal there. Obviously, the U.S. has been f flooded with fentanyl over the last couple decades, uh, and it's becoming an epidemic. I, th I think in our age bracket, like the leading cause of death is overdose, mainly driven by fentanyl. And the, a lot of the theories have been that it's a reverse opium war or... Uh, revenge for the opium wars in the early 20th century uh, and China's flooding the U.S. with fentanyl and they're using the Mexican cartels to do that. Um, and so I think it's really interesting that Mexico has postured that they want to join BRICS and it does seem like, I don't know, as an American, it is a bit scary that our immediate um, neighbor to the south could be pairing up with the CCP when we talk about American security in the context like they want to join BRICS Plus, right? Mexico wants to join BRICS Plus, right? Yeah, and it seems like they already have a good relationship with China. But that's one thing, like, the point I'm bringing up is, like, when we talk about, like, American security, we often talk about the geography. Um, we have two oceans uh, on both sides <laughs> of our country, and then we're friendly with our neighbors to the north. And historically, we said episode. neighbors to the south. So yeah. if that's not true anymore, like, how secure Someone in the comments said that there's a bunch of Chinese nationals coming in through the Canadian border, too. Wouldn't be surprised. They buy a lot of real estate up in Vancouver. 
I will. Um, I mean, to connect this back to Bitcoin, I, you know, the cartels are definitely stacking. Uh, for whatever that's worth. The drone thing is crazy to me because we've seen that in Ukraine, this idea of like off the shelf drones being used. Um, yeah. We're going to see more and more of that. Um, but I, I mean, I, I, I wonder like, are you, are you, are you, uh, are you gents over at the Austin Citadel? Um, Certainly not excited by this. <laughs> Certainly doesn't make me feel safer. Uh, just buy more guns. I will say Tennessee is is comfortably away from all the borders. Um, That's true. Got mountains. It's both up a there. negative and a positive. Yeah. The big the biggest negative of Tennessee is that we're quite far from the ocean. But not too far. Yeah, we're not... pretty far from the ocean. I mean you're better than Colorado. Colorado know. might be closer to the ocean. Really? Like the Pacific Ocean? I don't Jevy, know. Jevy fact check. Um, I have no idea. Colorado has mountains, at least, though. Yeah. No, that, but again, anyway, we'll take was... you in at the Tennessee Citadel if uh, the Thank Chinese you. nationals uh, set up shop at BitDevs. Thank you. But it is a bit alarming. Cause yeah, I, it sounds, I, sounds alarming. And, I mean, to go back to Laura Logan and what she was insinuating. Yeah, we have a lot more water than Colorado. Sorry. All right. We guess I, uh, I just see M. Hart in the comments. He just mentioned it. It wasn't my idea. Okay. Um, we're getting a lot of water here in Texas right now. It's been raining for like almost 24 hours. Um, but going back to Laura Logan's insinuation, like is this administration letting this happen? And if you go back and listen to TFTC rip for oh, four? Why would they let it happen though? Uh, well, you got to go listen to the episode of Garrett Ziegler where he highlights in the Biden laptop there is plenty 405. of 405, plenty of evidence of thanks, thanks, thanks Logan. Pay to play corruption between the Biden family and uh, the CCP. So then, why did he remove the instructions for help in Mandarin? Because maybe he doesn't want to draw attention to the fact that there's. Chinese nationals crossing the But border. the instructions were already there before the administration, according to Lara Logan, she said. Yeah, again. She, she said it was removed after he became president. Yeah, and he said this is drawing too much attention to them becoming sleeper cells in our country. we got to remove it to throw off the, uh, the suspicion there. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it is a bit alarming, though. I'll tell you, uh, that is, 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 I agree that it is an alarming thread. I, I was sent it as well. Um, probably by the same person who sent it to you. Uh, what's more alarming, uh, probably not more alarming because I don't own any dollars. Uh, but what should be alarming to anyone who has dollar exposure is Mexico joining BRICS plus or whatever they want to call it and a commodity backed currency over there. That is, a massive threat to the dollar and to dollar hegemony. Um, but ultimately, we're fortunate to be able to opt out with Bitcoin. Yeah. Done. And, and we talked about it last week because we mentioned it two weeks ago on the show before anybody else was talking about it. Like, hey, this stuff's going on. It's pretty important. Uh, and then CNN picked it up. One of the Fox News shows, news shows picked it up. And then 
Tucker picked it up last night and he was talking about it. it Everyone's his, talking about it now. It was this whole 20 minute segment. He had Luke Roman on shout out to Luke. Um, yeah, it does seem like there. And, and that's the thing. We talked about this many times in the past. The sanctity of the reserve currency is dual faceted. It's mechanical in one sense. And the amount of units that you have, uh, if you're printing like bases, uh, everybody who holds that currency, but on the other side is psychological. Like as soon as you lose confidence in the sanctity and the, the strength of the reserve currency, then that's when you have Weimar and Zimbabwe, like hyperinflation. And it seems like the, the gradually then suddenly, right? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like the confidence side of things is beginning to get, to be eroded, especially in the mainstream. You're going to have a bunch of normies who have never thought about this. Uh, the reserve currency status of the U.S. dollar beginning to be like, oh, we have the reserve currency status. And, oh, it seems like it's being uh, eroded right now. Maybe I should seek other options. Specifically Bitcoin. Because yes. they shouldn't, like, go try and hold the brick shitcoin. Like, that's going to trend to zero in Bitcoin terms, just like everything else. We'll, we'll go to hold the gold bricks first, I imagine. Oh, we just, yesterday was the 90th anniversary of uh, Executive Order 6102 when FDR tried to take everybody's gold. How do we celebrate that? 90 years. Just, just the same way we celebrate every morning, Pinky. Stay yeah. humble and stack sats. I'm bringing this back to Bitcoin. And that is, <laughs> I mean, I was talking about this last night with a couple of friends over some drinks. Like, we got onto like the Eric Kaysen theory that that bitcoin's like a messianic um like force i think it was like like god putting his finger down on the world and be like hey you guys need this now and like all the symbolism in bitcoin difficulty adjustment every 2016 blocks 6102 backwards satoshi has his birthday in his uh forum profile as april 5th um, 1913, I believe, or 1971, I forget, but the, the date of 6102. I think it's 75. Yeah. Um, 75 has some significance, too. Yeah. There's a whole post that explains the significance. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's just, the, Satoshi was very intentional with everything he did. Like, everybody likes to say, oh, the 21 million's arbitrary, but I, I do think there was a lot of thought that went into mechanics of Bitcoin. But the 21 is actually probably arbitrary. I don't know. But then if you look at it, the um, somebody highlighted this. And it's been highlighted throughout the years, but it's brought back oh, to my yeah. attention this week. Like the, um, the subsidy per epoch is the inflation rate that I picked. So 50, yeah, it's 50 Bitcoin, 25 Bitcoin. Yeah, so he like reverse did it and then came up with 21 million. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Satoshi if you're out there listening. I don't know why you're listening to Rabbit Hole Recap, but if you're out there listening, cheers. God's always listening. It's a messianic intervention, you know. Is Bitcoin the psyop? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, what else should we talk about? We don't have a list today, freaks. We're just we're just winging it. Um, I wanted to talk about Mutiny Wallet announcing. Oh yes, announcing their raise. Um, 1031 led that round, and we were very excited about it. Very. Um, I think the freaks know about Mutiny Wallet, uh, but Mutiny is being run by Tony, uh, Giorgio, Ben, Ben the Carmen, and Paul Miller. Uh, 
absolute studs and they're trying to make a very easy to use privacy focused Bitcoin and lightning wallet that runs in any browser, uh, whether that's an old Android phone, uh, whether that's a brand new MacBook, doesn't matter. You open up your browser, you go to the website and you have a full lightning node um, that is easy to use and also takes privacy best practices into account. So um, they're building a lot of cool things. They want to integrate Ben's project Vortex on the CoinJoin side. They want to integrate uh, discrete log contracts. Marty loves his discrete log contracts. I do. Um, I haven't seen it in my blog after it, um, but we're very, we're very excited about Mutiny and just a huge shout out to that team. And it's, it should be it should be pretty cool to see what they what they build. Uh, there's a lot of ways they can go here. Yeah, I mean, obviously the benefits of Mutiny Wallet node privacy first they're building everything in the suite with a privacy first mindset uh and then the browser aspect of it uh, i think it's really a really good decision they made on the product side thinking adversarially they're not dependent on app stores or anything like that um, yeah, they're gonna have an app regardless uh so you can just download it from an app store if you want but I'm kind of operating under the thesis that one of our, the lowest hanging fruits in terms of attacks on Bitcoin is to go back to the way it used to be. By the way, a lot of these attacks are just bringing us back to the way it used to be, where you couldn't have a Bitcoin wallet in the Apple App Store. Yeah, um, the videos and, of people destroying their iPhones. Yeah, they were like shooting their iPhones, blending their iPhones. And, you know, people are going to act so surprised if that happens. And they're going to be like, oh, my God, we're fucked. What do we do now? Like, we're completely fucked. Well... If Mutiny Wallet is out there and is stable um, and is ready for people at that point, uh, you won't have to be reliant on an app store in order to use mobile. Obviously, on Android, you can install an app outside of the app store. iPhone doesn't have that capability unless you root it, and most people will not root their iPhones. Um, but yeah, it's cool to have that optionality. And on that topic of, of like going back to the way it used to be, it's like all the people that are like, what are we going to do if we like if if Bitcoin exchanges lose banking access? It's like that is the whole reason fucking Tether existed in the first place is because most <laughs> of the exchanges couldn't get bank accounts. So like a lot of these attacks, like if it happens, just kind of brings us back eight years, um, to to like where the status quo was at the time. Yeah, and then people just have to build tools route around that shit. And guess what, freaks? Pressure makes diamonds. Imagine the the innovation that's going to come when that does happen. We're going to flip this script. Everybody's going to call it an attack. Or we're going to say, hey, you're just trying to make us think more creatively. Um, yeah, so and the Muni news was really big. I mean, we knew it was coming, but yeah. Yeah, everything's good for Bitcoin. And also, not everything. I disagree with that, but whatever. It's a good meme. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to die on that hill. Uh, the... And I used to always get a kick out of, you know, the early Reddit days where you're on like some random subreddit and people are like, oh, Bitcoin's fucked because of this. And then just the top comment was, this is good for Bitcoin, which is just <laughs> so fucking good. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, you know, it, it, those guys are just such all stars. It'll be really cool just seeing them work on this full time together, the three of them, um, and just be unleashed. Yeah. <clears throat> and another interesting thing, I think... Um... I don't know if Paul, no, he didn't, he didn't mention that. I think it was too early when he was last on the show, but they've been doing, they've been getting a list of people uh, to send the mutiny to when they're ready to like launch. 
and they've been developing the list. You can send them an email address, but if you don't want to, you can send them your MPUB and they'll DM you on Noster when you're ready to, to use the app. And they said they've had significant, um, like, I think most of the signups have been via NPUBs. They have one of the coolest Noster relay implementations, which is this relay that you send to this one relay, their relay. Uh, um, and then it just automatically broadcasts to every other relay, uh, which is really fucking cool. So I think yeah. there's, they'll, they'll do some cool Noster work as well. Um, but I, I, yeah, I'll just say that, you know, when, when we, when we helped launch 1031, like this, these are the types of projects that I was really most excited about supporting. So, um, it's really cool when we, when we're able to do that. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And it's uh it's been fun. I mean, they work out of the comments here in Austin because because Austin's the uh the capital of Bitcoin and um That's why all the Chinese are going there. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna come help us build. And they're like, Hey, yeah. maybe that's again <laughs> spin or like escaping the CCP and say, Hey, we need to go build out Bitcoin in Texas. Yeah. They just wanna go to the Bitcoin <laughs> Commons. <laughs> um, no, but it has been cool watching them build uh right outside these these studio walls. Tighten that team. Um, yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, are you are you guys getting rugged over there on the mining side? Oh, seems like it. Um, What's uh, happening not over yet. there? I thought not you guys yet. had that under control. We're working on it, okay? We're calling. This is like the reverse of your prediction. You're like, states will lead the way. Yeah, fucking <laughs> rug pulling miners. I don't think the rug pull's done yet. It's in the process. <laughs> It's not funny. I just, it's a little bit funny. We're calling the reps. Parker and Will have sound the alarm. They're all hands on deck. We're reaching out to the right people. We're going to get this fixed, freaks, okay? Uh, it so seems what, like, it seems like yeah, the, lobbies, the lobbies behind uh, battery energy or battery technology have really pushed us through because Bitcoin mining big is battery. Big, big battery is pushing through this legislation here in Texas because, uh, Bitcoin miners are the biggest competition for demand response. You don't need a stupid battery if you have Bitcoin miners able to shut down. Well, you know, let's explain. So, what what is the this bill? What what does this bill seek to do? And what and like why why would it rug pull a a large portion of large warehouse mining hash rate that is in Texas? If I recall correctly, the bill wants to limit the amount. Of participation that the Bitcoin mining industry has in demand response programs throughout ERCOT here in Texas. And not only that, they want to prevent miners from being able to sell their power back to the grid when they turn down. They just want them to turn down and not benefit from it economically. Um, so that would, number one, I don't, I don't think they would rug people who are already engaged in demand response. I think they want to stop the growth of it. Oh, so it's uh, only new people? It's not existing? I believe operations? so. I believe so. Um, I thought it was existing operations. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, so the way demand response works is Bitcoin miners use a, a, a large amount of base energy. So they're, they're energy consumers all the time. Um, but because Bitcoin mining isn't like a traditional data center, uh, like a Netflix data center or an Amazon data center, where they can't turn off those data centers because then you can't watch your TV on Netflix or a shop on Amazon, uh, Bitcoin miners can turn off on demand. So they're able to drive 
energy efficiency and energy production increases because they're able to constantly demand energy. But then when there's a situation where a lot of Texans need heat or AC or some kind of large power draw, they're able to turn off. Uh, that power is able to then go to people who need it in hospitals and schools and all these different uh, necessities in Texas. And then at that point, they get paid for turning off. Um, so it, it creates a situation that it's very profitable. Uh, the incentives are aligned and it's very profitable for miners to build out these very large scale grid connected mining operations in Texas. And this bill is basically designed to rug pull that. And I believe it passed state Senate. It Am did. I correct? that it pa- And, it and passed. broad support, like massive support. There was very little opposition um, to the bill. Or there was a lot of public opposition, like a lot of different groups opposed it, but um, like actual from like lawmakers point of view and the votes, there was not much opposition. Yeah, I'm reading the bill now. I'm trying to find the uh, the good section. Um, virtual currency mining facility means a facility that uses electronic equipment to add virtual currency transactions to a distributed ledger. Commission shall require the independent organization certified under Section 39.151 of the ERCOT Power Region to ensure that any demand response program operated by the independent organization to respond to emergencies that provides compensation for load reductions is open to participation by a virtual currency mining facility that is registered by a large flexible load under Section 39.360 only if the anticipated demand provider provided under section 39.360B for all facilities of that type participating in the program is less than 10% of the total load requirement by all loads in the program. So they want to limit it to under 10%, it seems, of all demand response. And what is the current percent? I'm not sure. Not sure. Sounds like a massive rug pull. Yeah. Um, And like aren't miners spending like millions of dollars to like lobby all this stuff is it has this sounds like a massive policy failure like what the fuck's going on over there i'd be really frustrated if i was over there i don't i mean i'm not gonna call anybody out but yeah there's a lot of advocacy groups down here it's like what's been going on what the hell's been going on maybe uncle marty's got to pick up the phone maybe marty if not you then who I, I got to walk. The, it's right down the street. I should just go knock <laughs> up on the Capitol building and say, hey, guys, this is pretty bad. Um, Mr. Bent goes to Washington. Yeah, but I think Big Battery and Big Peaker Plant is behind this. Big uh, Battery, yeah, for big, sure. Big Battery, Big Peaker Plant. Bitcoin mining as demand response is a big, uh, a big, uh, comp- the biggest competitor for those. But come on, Texas. Like peaker plants and batteries are not as profitable as Bitcoin mining. Like the utilities are going to get more revenue. The state's going to get more tax revenue. It's incredibly short-sighted, but that's classic for politicians. Yeah, politicians suck. I still think, I mean, this goes with your thesis, Marty, uh, which is these large-scale on-grid mining operations are just extremely vulnerable to corrupt yes. regulators and politicians. Yes, massive targets. Yeah. Massive rugs to pull. Um, that's why it's standard Bitcoin. We focus on smaller. We're not going to build a 200 megawatt facility. Where is where do you mine? It's it's standard Bitcoin. Where in Texas is that? Um, 
it's not our, our facility that we're building right now is in Kentucky, actually. So, <laughs> where, where are the existing facilities? There's a couple in Tennessee. Oh, okay. You're giving up my alpha. Everybody's coming to Texas to mine. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna just like come down here, act like I'm coming to Texas to mine. I didn't say anything. Tennessee. That was you. You said just leaked the alpha. Me. You just leaked the alpha. <laughs> I'm supposed to keep that alpha in. Everybody's going to Texas to mine. I'm going to Tennessee. There you go. You heard it here first, freaks. Yeah. No, but yeah, these massive facilities are going to be vulnerable to attacks in the future. And right now, it seems. But I do have confidence that we'll pick up the phones. And that's that's the one thing Will Cole and I were just talking about in here. And he made a very good point, which is like, you can tweet and make fun of these people on Twitter all you want, but you're just sending tweets to a social media manager who has no idea what you're talking about. You got to pick up the phone. You got to meet them in person. Yeah. If you want to do that kind of advocacy, you have to meet them in person. Yeah. I mean, and we had strong advocates. I mean, Griffin Habe, Gideon Powell were were on the Capitol earlier this year. Obviously we had Pierre there a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He put on a suit. He did put on a suit. He just, Pierre's always suited up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, that seems like it fell on deaf ears. Uh, so we got to figure it out. Smaller operations, off grid, mine at it home. It caught me by surprise. I mean, I wasn't paying attention to it. Well, big batteries but, got a lot of pull. Okay, that's definitely a big story. That's that that might be the biggest. That in the bricks is is the biggest story of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The attacks are here. What else happened? CZ. That last Paxful shut down. Paxful shut down. CZ that was just a rumor that like it, there was an Interpol notice out for him, but there wasn't. Yeah. Um, and also, like, if you're selling your Bitcoin because CZ might be getting arrested, like, what the fuck are you even doing here? Like, how is that even? How does that play into your long-term thesis of 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 Bitcoin succeeding? Like, you're just you've completely lost the plot. Yeah. If anything, it should be massively bullish. Like Binance getting shut down is a huge distributing effect to the network and the ownership of Bitcoin. Um, I will just say that uh, as time goes on, it's harder for these entities to survive and they can go to zero at any time. I've been a big um, outspoken critic of BNB and Binance. Um, but like CZ, I would put in the, and I've been a critic of Tether. I would put CZ and like Bitfinex Tether kind of in the same kind of group, which is like the cockroach group. He's a pirate. Like if, if you're comparing, if you're comparing them to SBF, like you, you're looking at it with the wrong perspective. Like they're both cockroaches, and okay. they've had massive targets on their back for years. Um, they like CZ's definitely been expecting an Interpol notice or whatever at any moment for five or six years yeah it wasn't he hangs out in singapore right there's no like extradition agreement in singapore according to ray who i had so ray yusuf i had on sill dispatch yesterday because paxful shut down after eight years in operation paxful is one of the largest p2p uh peer-to-peer exchanges uh for bitcoin to fiat and fiat to bitcoin very very common in the global south usage of paxful um it's emerging Emerging markets, developing world, whatever you want to fucking call it. Um, Latin America, Africa, India. He, I think he said he was in UAE or Dubai. Is Dubai in UAE? 
one of the Emirates countries. I believe so. But he says it on he says it on dispatch where he is, and he said that CZ was there as well, and that he talked to CZ earlier in the day. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Paxwell. That was they didn't get like shut down by a government that decided to shut down themselves, correct? Yeah, I mean that was a that was a crazy conversation. Like people should go listen to it. Um, but it seems like mostly there's issues with internal politics between him and his co-founder, um, and Ray essentially pulled the plug and wanted to get everyone's money out instead of letting the internal politics drag down, uh, drag, drag, uh, all the people, all the users with them. Um, obviously that's one side of the story and we'll see, uh, this is going to, I'm sure we'll find out more and more as time goes on. Um, but from what I've heard, most people have been able to get money out of Paxful and that the withdrawals are actually processing. The biggest issue, and we talked about it at length on the show, is there's about $900,000 worth of frozen funds that were frozen because of KYC fraud checks. Um, and those are just all sitting in limbo. Uh, but yeah, I mean, KYC has always been the illicit activity and those fraud checks are always fucked up and that doesn't surprise me. Um, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't prove necessarily any kind of wrongdoing there. Yeah. We know the belly of the beast. We've seen we've seen how these exchange exchange compliance programs are. They they freeze your funds, and this is all exchanges. They'll freeze your funds. Then you ask them why they froze their funds. They're like, sorry, we're not allowed to tell you. Otherwise, you know, we get fucked by the U.S. financial regulators. So, um, that lines up to me. They don't want you to be free, freaks. The ship has hit the iceberg. It's cracking at the seams. And they're trying to burn the lifeboats. It's pretty disgusting. Yep. The lifeboats didn't sink the Titanic. They just saved people. No, they didn't. Um, but as one flower dies, another rises in its ashes. This was cool. No ones? I thought it was the newness app. No but ones. Yeah, it's no ones. Um, so the founder of this is... Um, uh, Yusuf of Built with Bitcoin. Great dude. Uh, so you love to see it. I will say, and I have to talk to I have to talk to Yusuf. Uh, I haven't talked to him since the launch happened. We've been meaning to circle up, but fuck, man. Just my schedule, my schedule has just been so fucking packed lately, but I have to talk to him. But right now it's custodial. And I, I really think the lesson of Paxful, the lesson of BlockFi, the lesson of FTX, the lesson of Celsius how many more fucking lessons do we need is that we can't have custodial wallets, right? Like one of the cool things to me about peach and hodl hodl, uh, is that they use this like flavor of multi-sig, right? They use different flavors of multi-sig to try and reduce that custodial risk. So you don't have a third party custodian. Like that's where all these issues stem from. And, you know, Ray was talking about something really interesting, which I think he calls it civ kit which is basically uses Noster as a as an interoperable peer-to-peer marketplace that different apps can like plug into. But that's what we really want to see. We want to see multi-sig escrow, right? We want to see um, interoperable reputation systems, whether that's using, you know, formal DIDs or that's using Noster pub keys um, and kind of just try and disintermediate the whole thing, right? Try and reduce those central points of failure, try and reduce those friction points, um, 
but maintain convenience. And this is all stopgap stuff because ultimately, and we've talked about this at length, is is we're moving towards a circular economy. Hopefully we move there quicker rather than slower, but all this stuff connects you to the fiat system. And the fiat system is completely fucked. Like you can't, one of the things Ray kept talking about was, and is like gift cards were being used as the fiat side and gift cards fucking suck as a payment rail. Yeah. Like they're band-aid at best. You can't prove if they've been spent. You can't prove if they have money on them. There's no way to transfer them in a trust minimized way. You're essentially just like emailing people the private key of your gift card. Um, and then if the recipient says like, oh, there was no money on here, there's no way to prove that they didn't fucking sweep it. So as long as we have the fiat side of the equation, like Bitcoin fixes this. But as long as we have the fiat side of the equation, we're stuck with fiat problems. Yeah, agreed. But going back to like no ones, is it custodial? I think yes. there's an escrow component to it. It says no one's messenger will have an insured trade option with an escrow and a local moderator to settle disputes. The escrow is custodial. Yeah, that, but it's like only for a short period of time. Like yeah, but it should, then release. right. But you could do a multi-sig escrow. I'm sure they're planning on doing a multi-sig escrow. So, um, and I'm sure it's way easier to do a custodial escrow. But you can like that's how BISC works, right? BISC has, I think, like BISC has a multi-sig escrow. Hoddle Hoddle has a multi-sig escrow. Peach has a multi-sig escrow. Um. RoboSats uses like HODL invoices on Lightning. Lightning makes everything a little bit more difficult. Agreed. And I, I mean, and to explain no one's more accurately to it, it's like messenger first app. It's like a messenger app where people can yeah, meet I, to trade. I mean, because what you see in, in Latin America and Africa and stuff is like most people are just using WhatsApp and everything, right? Like we, we see... Um, we we like the local bitcoins volume and the Paxful volume you see is just a a tiny portion of the the greater P2P volume because most people once they figure out who their bitcoin guy is or whatever they just trade through WhatsApp um or they trade through Telegram or they trade through Signal right so at the core like if you want like a thriving P2P marketplace you got it it starts with encrypted chat and in some ways it ends with encrypted chat uh, RoboSats has a built-in encrypted chat. So yeah, no one's, my understanding is it's chat first. I haven't played, I haven't used it. Uh, they're explicitly blocking us, uh, residents, which I respect is fine. Um, <laughs> but I haven't tried to see if I could get around that anyway. Um, and like I said, I need to talk to Yusuf, so I don't want to, he's, he's, Yusuf's just such an awesome dude. I have so much respect for that guy. Um, I've never met Yusuf. Yeah, it's good to see him. It's good to see him uh, launch. I mean, he's known for built with Bitcoin, which is like he's building schools and like school buses. He built like a water bus in El Salvador, which is essentially a boat that takes people to schools that he, a school that he built the school. Um, and it's all in, you know, disadvantaged areas. Like the guy has just devoted his life to helping people. Yeah. So I don't see how this project would be any different. And it's kind of cool to see him actually like launch a proper business, you know, with the business model and could be very sustainable and very profitable. And then I do, I assume he'd, you know, take some of those proceeds and put them to good causes because that's what he's dedicated his life to. Yeah. 
I do a uh, big fan of what no one's doing and trying to do. I do want to make it known. I'm not a big fan of the global South term. Oh, you can call it whatever you want. What do you want to call it, Marty? I mean, developing economy and emerging markets, like what it always okay. has been. Global South creates this like this visual hierarchy of like the global South are below us. I think emerging okay. markets, developing economies is more. Well, you don't like third world country either, I assume. Uh, well, no, because third world country has its place, but it's like third world country is like not, you call it's it, not developing yet. We can call know? it Latin America and Africa if you want to. I don't want to do that either. I mean, Canada is pretty underdeveloped. And that's in the north. Um, yeah, it just, it just creates this like visual hierarchy. That it's like literally like global south or below us. I don't like that. Okay. I don't like that. Could be wrong. It looks like a new water canteen. No, I've had it for a little bit. Hmm. I just time. usually I'm drinking a beer. I just haven't even... I I'm accidentally intermittent fasting today i am too just haven't had time to eat i had one beef stick today that's it i thought they were healthy snacks but then somebody saw some of them are good some of them are horrible well apparently the nitrates included are not good for you logan do you have thoughts on beef sticks you see david most of them suck most of them suck okay all right you're better off getting like really good quality jerky. I do like good quality jerky. Um, do you see David Humphrey's thought on emerging markets? Like, I mean, I think emerging markets, you can probably have a similar argument against. I like that, David. Yeah. Emerging markets, developing economies. Is that better? No, no, no. He's saying emerging markets also sucks because then we see people as financial, financial opportunities op- instead yeah. of a beautiful culture. Yeah. But their markets are, are literally emerging. Yeah. It's like objectively what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah no, the global south just make, rubs me the wrong way. Fair enough. Just want to make it known. And it's like becoming a big, it's like ESG, it like reminds me of ESG too. Everybody's just like hitching their wagon to this term. Maybe. I mean, it's been around for a long time. Yeah. Thank you, David. Developing economies is good. I like that. Developing economies? They're already economies. Developing in stronger ones. What else happened this week? I had some, oh, how about uh, the Bitcoin white paper just being on every Mac OS update since 2018? That like completely took over my Twitter feed. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty cool. I went to my terminal and like did the did the whole open in the file structure and it, it popped right up. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. It was probably just some random employee who did it, right? It's like a demo file. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a fifth. I always forget. There's a pillar column. It's one of the two. <laughs> we got a fifth column Bitcoiner in Apple's headquarters. Probably got fired this week, but like, how did they not catch that for five years? Or maybe they knew. Just thought it was cool. Do we know it's been there since 2018? Yeah. I think the guy who originally found it um, had a bunch of friends with unupdated software check and the earliest version was 2018. Hmm. It's pretty funny that no one noticed it until now. All right. Um, Twitter changed their logo to Doge. Oh man, that was annoying. 
I went on like a 10 day Twitter break and I came back and that was right in my face. I was like, what the fuck? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be an April Fool's joke and they were just late to ship it. And Elon was like, ship it anyway. Right. I, like it got released so. like April 3rd. <laughs> I hope so. I saw you tweeting too, like the price of Doge. You can see the pump. Like there was a pump around April, April one. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of insider trading going on over there. I mean, the insider trading, uh, in the corporate world in Bitcoin is, has been pretty popular. I mean, Coinbase still got off the hook. They, they did catch that one dev who insider traded one of the shit coins, but people forget about the Bcash launch. Like that was definitely insider traded by Coinbase employees. Oh, hundred percent. That one was really obvious. And they just like ninja launched it like right after Christmas or before Christmas in 2017. Um, do you think Coinbase goes on there? That's some rumors I'm hearing behind the scenes too. Is that the hammer's Coinbase? coming down? I hear, I hear the hammer's coming down on Coinbase. I mean, not your keys, not your coins, freaks. Uh, if you if you have Bitcoin on Coinbase, remove it, and if you have shit coins on Coinbase, sell them for Bitcoin and then remove the Bitcoin. Uh, but I mean, they are. If you want to talk about regulatory capture, they, they are neck deep in the corrupt politics of America. Yeah. I mean, they had uh, Katie Hahn on their board at one point. It sounds like, uh, to me, it sounds a little bit like uh, status Bitcoin or hopium. Like the Bitcoiners that are obsessed with, you know, securities regulation coming after shitcoin salesmen and with securities regulation. Like that's what it sounds like. It's like, oh, it's, it's finally happening. Papa Gensler is going to take down bad Coinbase. Well, and like Coinbase can go fuck themselves for selling shit coins to retail and dumping them on retail. They pick the worst of the worst because that's what they have to pre mine bags of. Um, but what they can really go fuck themselves for is selling surveillance tools to governments and authoritarians. Agree with that. What was it? The hacking team they acquired? Yeah. It was like a Mossad, a Mossad team at one point. Yeah, the, and they uh, sell the tools for like 200k contract, and he's like, "Oh, we got it. Brian Armstrong's like, well, we got to re recoup our costs." It's like that is so negligible on your fucking P and L. If you watch the Brian Armstrong about. Coinbase documentary, the big hour and a half advertisement, he that Marty about, watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing, and that was like the hacking team blowback was a big part of it. He was like, "Oh, I didn't realize this." I was like, "Yeah, you did." What I didn't realize the, we were just aqua hiring a fucking <laughs> company that that was complicit in fucking genocide and shit. Yeah. Well, going back to the rumors, I'm not like one of the hopium hope Coinbase gets taken down, but um and it's not even a but. It's if we are in the they fight you stage. I mean Coinbase, even though we're not big fans of it, obviously, haven't been for quite some time that would be like a big blow for the wider public to be like oh they took down coinbase this must be bad like we gotta we gotta stay away from this i think that's like a big signal yeah i mean i still think like i still think you see like a coinbase or like a robin hood just stop withdrawals right like come some backroom deal where it's like we just won't let people self-custody or at least like restrict self-custody to the point where most people don't self-custody because then you get the best of both worlds, right? Yeah. 
Um, Coinbase still gets to make money. They still get to grease insiders, so the corrupt politicians get to make money. But you completely neuter Bitcoin as freedom money, which it follows the KYC playbook, right? Which is instead of banning on ramps, you just have them do heavy surveillance and keep lists of Bitcoiners in our transaction history. Yeah, this is why you get your Bitcoin off exchanges. We are lucky that most of the Bitcoin supply is held in self-custody, but that number can always go up and should go up. And it has gone up. And it is really interesting to see the market react to like exchange blowups like FTX. People buying hardware wallets, setting up on-chain vaults. Um, what I think, I mean, time for your weekly Prime Trust FUD. I feel like prime trust is not long for this world. I mean, uh, we've always had that that thesis. Have you heard anything particularly? It's been pretty quiet on the Western Front on in the prime trust regards. Supposedly, so they lost Texas, right? They still haven't restored Texas. Um, so anyone who rely, any service that relies on prime trust for Texas is not able to serve customers, and. I don't know if it's public or not, so I'm not going to say. But there's another state. They're already out of South Dakota too, right? Did they get that back up? I think they uh, got that. Back. This is a different state. Just drop the state. Come on, just drop. I'm the not going to. I'm not going to say the state. I don't know. You know, it's like I got a lot of bun- bunch of different things going in my head, and I haven't eaten today, and I, I don't know if I can say the state. Is it a big one? Does someone in the comments know the state? Matt, Matt needs some, uh, that's the word I'm looking for. Plausible deniability. But there's, I, I've just heard very bad things. I'm not, you know, I've just heard, I've just, like I said, weekly prime trust FUD. Somebody said but New I, York. I don't even know if they're in New York. Do they have a bit license? Not New York. No, they said why, uh, New York all kept, just start, they're just going to start guessing states. I'm not doing the state guessing thing. Um, are they even in New York? I don't even think they are in New York already, right? Because of BitLicense? That's yeah, what you just imagine. said? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, Jeffy's telling people to list all the states. Um, but I could see, supposedly there's trouble in paradise over there. Beware, freaks. If you're not holding your own keys at this point, I don't know. I'm not even angry. I'm just disappointed. I've been telling you for years. Almost five years now. When are you going to learn, freaks? Actually, I think you freaks have learned. What else is going on? State of the Clown World? Um, I got a story. What, remember when you called Pete Clown World, Marty? I know. I do remember that. Biggest regret of my life. Oh, what about the uh, Antoine Riard letter? I have not read that yet. Hit the dev list. It looks like uh, he's fighting back against allegations of something like sexual misconduct or sexual harassment or something like that. What the hell? Did he put Um, it on the mailing list or somewhere else? He put it on GitHub. I put it in our signal chat. Um... That, that's pretty crazy. 
Uh, he, I mean, he's denying the. He basically, he's like, I'm getting proven guilty, uh, without any due process or anything, and just being like canceled out of the developer community. I just sent it to you in direct chat. Mm. Uh, this seems more like drama gossip. I'd rather not talk about. Fair enough, but yeah. It's troubling. It is. I don't want to turn into like a tabloid. I mean, we, we were talking about, oh yeah, okay, fine. No, I mean, so I found it now. Alex Morcos emailed Antoine Riard to inform that he's no longer invited to attend Lightning Network Protocol Developer Summit. Um, Antoine responded to that email. His legal team would be reaching out and... I mean, I don't want to be a tabloid either, but I, I think that was, I mean, he's a massive contributor to Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's definitely news. I mean, what is your peak clown world? Is that, is that uh, your clown world comments? Is that not tabloidish? Robosats hit a new all-time high. Volume just keeps increasing. That's bullish. No, clown world's not tabloidish because it affects everything. <laughs> um okay so what what do you got for us marty you got some hard-hitting journalism i do first person journalism uh everything going on last week decided to get the family out of the house we decided to go to a very good restaurant <laughs> in philly a french bistro named park a very popular establishment in rittenhouse square in philadelphia uh, i got my brother, sister, mom, my wife, we went down, a nice 130 reservation, thought we were going to get our mind off things, and we show up, and Joe Biden and his family are eating at the same restaurant. <laughs> did you invite him on the podcast? <laughs> I did not. I had I had my uh, rehearsed uh, statement to him if, if he did get up, and that's part of the story. Like, if he did, like, approach me, I was going to tell him to veto the Restrict Act, knowing that it was very unlikely to happen, but... Um, it was very odd. He came in, he was with Hunter. Um, anyway, my whole was family. he really with Hunter? Yeah, Hunter was there. His daughters were there. Jill was there. Um, wow. It was very weird. They just came into the restaurant and they just sat down at the table, ate and left. Like he didn't even like go and like shake hands or like give a speech or anything like that. Like in the restaurant. Like it was literally, it was very odd. Because um, you'd think if you're going to be in that place, especially in Philadelphia, Park's like probably the most popular restaurant in the city. Like if you're going to make an appearance like that, you'd go shake some hands, give a speech, ask people what they'd like him to do. But it was, yeah, it was very weird. <laughs> We're, I, I don't want it to become a tablet. Let me tell you this story about Joe Biden. I was the first the person. I think it's just, that's um, true. Okay. You got me there. It is pretty ironic though. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. He, he, he didn't. He chose not to come on the podcast. Yeah, would have been a good one. Did he know he was in Philly? <laughs> he texted me that. <laughs> he thought he was in Boston. There you go. Um, back to Bitcoin news. Uh, since we don't want to be a tabloid here, um, the Mulvad browser got released. Uh, Mulvad is one of our favorite VPN hosted VPN companies. Reminder that 
host of VPN companies are trusted third parties and you're trusting them with your privacy uh, because they're literally, it's like a custodial privacy product. Um, but the Mulved browser is this idea of basically taking everything that's good about the Tor browser and then forking it and removing Tor because Tor is under a massive denial of service attack that's been happening for a while now. Um, so you get all the different default privacy benefits that you get in the Tor browser, like the way they block all the different trackers and the way they like make all the windows look the same size so that like if people are tracking based on window size and operating system and all this stuff, you get all of that stuff. Um, but it just operates through ClearNet. Obviously you can optionally use a VPN provider, but you don't have to use Mulvad. You can use iVPN. You can use your own, uh, VPN provider. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's, uh, it's a, it's a browser I would use, you know, it just seems like a, a, a cool project, very pragmatic, practical project. Yeah. Shout out to Mulvad, big fans. IVPN, got to give them a shout out too. I don't think they have a browser yet though. No, but you can use IVPN with the Mulvad browser, but Mulvad's basically maintaining it, but essentially it's just a direct fork. My understanding is a direct fork of Tor browser. So you get all the benefits of all the eyes on the code uh, that you get from Tor browser, um, just without the Tor element part. You can even run Tor in the background if you wanted to and route the whole thing here, but... Um, is Tor still cool. under attack? Yeah, it's just been constantly under attack for a while. And the incentives are broken on Tor. They need some kind of... Something actually came out about that, about the funding. Proof of work or paid with sats or something to try and make spam and denial of services expensive because right now there's just no... It's just... It, there's just like updating centralized ban lists to stop the spam attacks. And it just doesn't work. No. I mean, obviously, that's a central point of failure. It's fine because they're funded and blessed by the DOD. But um, it just doesn't scale. And it's just not strong incentives. No. God. They hate us. They don't want to... I mean, talk about the Restrict Act again. Like, I think, actually... Yeah, go on. Do you think that gets immediate pushback? A push up to the Supreme Court? Well, Patriot Act still hasn't. Um, we'll see. I'm, uh, you know, I'm completely disenfranchised. Like, I don't expect anything from corrupt politicians. But ironically enough, Marty, this last week I've, I, 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 I've always agreed with your general premise that states will states rights are like our the the key value we have in america and our american political system and like local politics um state politics uh are to a degree less corrupt and more you know uh, the incentives are better aligned but um ultimately at the end of the day i think we just need to build tools that that allow us to opt out of this stuff and allow individuals to just choose to opt out of this stuff because um Governments have shown time and time again, they'll just take more and more and more and more. Um, and if we were just going to ask them to be better, um, that's not going to happen. It's just not a practical expectation. No. The most potent tool we can use to get away from them is Bitcoin because it defunds them and their ability to print money. Yeah, I mean, but I would say the greater free and open source movement in general, right? Encryption, yeah. like this is a restrict act, right? 
So even even something as as basic as VPN usage uh, is is a, a massive tool here. Um, obviously, we just said they have such a point of failure for a host of VPNs, but you have jurisdictional arbitrage that can be operated from other countries. But with the Restrict um, Act, if you get caught using a VPN going on a website they don't like, they're saying it's only TikTok now, but there will be more added to those lists. You have the ability to get fined up to a million dollars and 20 years in prison. No, so my understanding is if you use the VPN to get around the ban, you can get fined 250K. 250K. The VPN operator can get fined a million dollars and 20 years in prison. So like the service provider that provided you the capability of routing around the ban, they get the million dollars. I mean, still fucked, (laughs) just to be clear. They get the million dollar fine, up to million dollar fine and 20 years in jail. The user, end user, has the 250K fine, which is still fucking crazy. Um, And yeah, it just restricts speech on the internet. Maybe the Chinese have taken over the government. I mean, it's a Chinese firewall coming to the United States. It's insane. It's like, yeah, I mean, I mean, we do have plenty of evidence of spies. Who is that? Rep. Salwell in California was sleeping with a Chinese spy. Uh, Whitney Webb has come on here and explained that the Clinton administration, back when he was president in the 90s, they were doing some shady deals with, with the CCP. Um, have we been infiltrated? What was that guy's name? Yuri. The uh, the Russian defector came and said that they're being infiltrated by communists. They're going to take your freedom and they're going to thrust cultural degeneracy into your lives. And if you look around, we won't talk about everything going on. It's like the, uh, the Bud Light stuff, but <laughs> culture seems to be getting pretty degenerate. <laughs> That actually came up on my radar. Usually that kind of stuff doesn't come up on my radar. Um, back to the Bitcoin stuff. Uh, Zaprite, John Zaprite, because his last name is Zaprite, shipped Zaprite 2.0 or whatever. I don't know if he's calling it Zaprite 2.0, but massive improvements and upgrades to to Zaprite, which is a fantastic tool um, that we use here at the podcast. Um, we use it allows you to, Yeah, go on. We use it here. Disclaimer, 1031 investor as well. Uh, Correct. But yeah, massive update. They moved off of Google's database to, uh, how do you pronounce it? Um, Post, Postgres SQL. Yeah, Postgres. Internal. Yeah. It's internal storage. They're self-hosting it. Yeah. Are they self-hosting so it? Better yeah, privacy. There's... You can pay invoices with WebLN I right think they're now. self-hosting it, yeah. Um, better team management, um, better accounting tools, uh, better, they have more um, connections. We jumped the shark here. ZapRite is a way to easily invoice people to pay you. That's why we use this. Primarily, we use it for uh, our sponsor deals, right? So it's like you send them an invoice and then they can pay you with Bitcoin, but they can also, it like hooks into like all the classic fiat shit. So you can, they can also pay you through wire or ACH or that kind of shit. Yeah, did they announce uh, their QuickBooks? But it's very useful. It is. Shout out to John. 
Shout out to the team. They've been working on this for a while. So it's exciting to see them launch it finally. If you're invoicing in Bitcoin, this is what you have to use. I mean, I love BTC Pay Server and their invoices, but it's a bit clunky. You get everything consolidated here. By the way, freaks, as far as disclosures go, you can go to 1031.vc and you can see pretty much our entire portfolio. There's like two or three companies that haven't been announced yet, but. Hmm. What else should we talk about? And if we talk about our portfolio companies a lot because they're, they're our awesome. favorite companies and that's why we invested in them. It's the opposite way. We try when, when we, when we, when we see great projects, we obviously want to support them. Yeah. You're never going to see us invest in a surveillance company and then have a forced tweet about yeah. our support for them. Exactly. Um, Masters is going on. Do you think any any of the golfers are Bitcoiners? Could give two shits about the Masters. <laughs> I actually love the Masters. Um, um, what else? I um, I announced a banger panel at Bitcoin twenty twenty three with me, Adam Back, and Jack Maulers. Um, the topic is hyper Bitcoinization. Pretty excited for that. I got to announce that this week. There was a lot of red tape and stuff that had to happen before that got publicly announced. So that's very exciting. Are we, think middle, we're gonna are we in the middle of hyper-Bitcoinization? Yeah, I mean, hyper-Bitcoinization, when we look back at the history books, it's already started. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but I... I th- we're probably going to end the whole conference with this panel and uh, it's going to be a fucking banger. So pretty excited about it. It's going to be a banger of a conference. We're going down there. Um, we're going to do rabbit hole recap again. Yeah. Uh, that's some ju- alpha. I don't just, think that's formally announced yet. Justin Hoddle. Are we going to get into the main stage this year? We are, we're going to be on the most important stage, the open source open stage. Source stage. I mean, I love the open source stage, but I would like the open source stage to, to shut down and then everybody goes to the main stage. I love Tim Dillon. Not a big fan of Logan Paul Brothers, whatever their names are. We need RHR on the main stage to close it out. Well, we're going to close out the open source stage. Okay. All right. Um, I the do- open source stage is going to be pretty, it's going to be, I, I, I'm not going to make any promises, but it's going to be a pretty big stage this year. Yeah. Um, Still a lot of moving pieces. I was distracted here because Just Hoddle said, did you guys talk about the Stamps BS yet? I was unaware of the Stamps BS, but I looked it up. looks like Trust Machines, which is the uh, Stacks company, right? It's the Stacks shit corners, yeah. I think Dan Held's a part of it. It's like Mike and Space is part of it. A new way of storing images directly on the Bitcoin network natively. Bitcoin stamps They're spamming the UTXO set. Bitcoin stamps split up an image into a bunch of tiny pieces, spread it across many UTXOs, and reconstruct them on the other end. It's a bit like some Willy Wonka shit. Um, Bitcoin stamps uses a few existing technologies, mainly counterparty to work. Counterparty's back in the news. And... Yeah, I haven't really followed the stamps thing except I just I've I heard that it's even worse like uh chain usage than um inscriptions. Because I think my understanding is it makes a bunch of unspendable outputs. Um, oh, lovely. So you can't prune him 
and they just sit in our UTXO sets forever. Lovely. Bunch of... Do we need NFTs? Will they get priced out? We will find out. They're supposed to. That's why transaction fees exist, right? We were talking about how the spam attacks on tour, just the incentives are broken. Well, the reason spam attacks should not be... um, or should, or should not be really a concern on Bitcoin is because of transaction fees, because of the transaction fee market, because mempools will eventually at some point never clear again. And I think we're probably already at that point. Um, and at that point, you're going to have to pay a free market rate to get into a block and spammers will go bankrupt if they try and spam the chain. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Time will tell. I'm not too worried about it. Um, This drove me to insights.brains.com to check the average transaction fee. As of today, transaction fees per block are averaging uh, 21 million sats, very apropos, or 3.4% of the total block reward. So they have been increasing, um, particularly over the last month. Uh, in January of this year, it was 500,000 sats. 0.8% of the block reward. That's up over 4x. It's the beginning of this year. Mempool's only cleared once and barely cleared from when I made my call. Well, they're, and, getting, they're getting later. And uh, all you need to know is that Marty didn't want me to pay him with a one separate byte transaction on that bet because he agrees with me. No, I had you pay me over Lightning. I didn't pay you shit because we doubled or nothing. Oh, yeah. But if I paid you... If I paid you with one sap per byte, you it wouldn't have confirmed. <laughs> I think it would have. Nope. I know because I bumped the fee for uh, Finch because <laughs> I paid him with one sap per byte, and then I felt bad because it was never going to confirm. The, it got uh, dropped from mempools, and I had to rebroadcast. I was like, I'll just pay a higher <laughs> fee. Uh, there are 110 blocks in the mempool right now. In mempools. mempool's mempool. In Wiz's mempool. Yeah. Vandalism was inevitable, but people hypothesizing about taxing stale UTXOs or forking to resolve is even worse. I would agree with yep. that, Jeffy. I agree. Just got to put up with it. Is there anything else I wanted to talk about? I'm going to go to Boostergrams. Yeah, let's go to Boostergrams. Oh, uh, Chivo Wallet is flagging... Coinjoin transaction from Wasabi. It's like so, we've 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 seen we've seen Coinjoin transactions get flagged by other centralized services in the past. Um, I like to compare Coinjoin to um, encryption in this way, where you know Coinjoin is a collaborative send transaction where you're you're sending a transaction with multiple people. Uh, you're not giving up custody of your funds. You're keeping self custody but you're doing a, a group transaction. Um, and it breaks the probability analysis of um, tracking Bitcoin transactions because it makes it harder to tell um, from a probability point of view who, who uh, you know, the path of Bitcoin on chain. Um, but it's very visible. It's very obvious. And the corollary there to encryption, in my opinion, is if you send an encrypted message to someone, it's very obvious that it's an encrypted 
data blob. Like it's obvious that you're sending something that's encrypted. You just don't know what the message is. And when you use CoinJoin with an effective with an effective CoinJoin implementation, um, you know CoinJoin is being used, but it's hard to track what the transaction is. So it can be flagged. It can be blocked. Um, that's a problem with centralized services and custodial services. Uh, don't use those. Couldn't have said any better myself. Chiva wallet. If you're down in El Salvador, you should not be using it. Wouldn't trust it. Definitely do not trust it. Um, with that being said, I do think Big Kaylee... I mean, the country's not insolvent yet. A lot of people, the IMF said that maybe they're <laughs> going to go insolvent. Have you noticed Bitcoin's been pretty flat? Uh, Volatility's coming. We're gonna we'll do one of Matt's famous predictions. We're either going to go up or down hard. <laughs> Freaks! Volatility is coming. Up or down? Hard. Up or down? <sighs> I'm such a reverse indicator. I can't say anything. All what right, do you I'll, think, Marty? I think Coinbase is going to get the hammer. We'll go down. That's the volatility. I'll tell you, uh, a fucking rumor on Interpol, CZ being on the Interpol list, knocks us down $1,000, shows that you know there are still a bunch of idiots holding Bitcoin. Yeah. This is true. Coinbase going down, by the way, is a buy signal, not a sell signal. Because who knows if you'll ever be able to buy Bitcoin as easy as you currently are able to right now. It's this counterintuitive insights that we give you here at Rabbit Hole Recap. It is so true. They're going to cut go off the on-ramps. Studios. Yeah, go on. The demand for Bitcoin is only going to increase because, again, everything's good for Bitcoin. They cut it off and people are like, oh, cutting it off because it's valuable. Maybe I should get some. I don't think KYC being on every regulated service is good for Bitcoin. Yeah, you got me there. Um, I like what Backseat Studios said, down then up. I can see it. I don't know, guys. I'm fucking all in. Backseat Studio could be up then down, too. You get, like, the bull yeah. fake. I don't know, freaks. I'm not making any price predictions. I, we'll just go with Balaji's price prediction. We're trending to 70 days, million-dollar Bitcoin, sat-cent parity. Um, we have Joshua in the comments saying he bought all his Bitcoin with KYC. He feels fine because he could always coin join. Is that flawed logic? This is, you know, the fact that coin join tools exist help neuter the risk of KYC. And that is because if you don't use Bitcoin privacy best practices after the fact, um, your record of purchasing your Bitcoin is directly tied to your identity. Your withdrawal addresses are directly tied to your identity. And... And those transactions after the fact can be tracked. Um, so your future transactions are also tied to your identity. Um, CoinJoin, when used effectively, can break that last part, your future transactions being tracked. Obviously, um, which is very important. That's very important. Um, and that's why everyone should learn how to use it and, and learn the tools. Um, but obviously, the record of you purchasing and when you withdrew and how much you withdrew will always be there, will be shared with governments, it will be leaked, it will be hacked, um, it'll be sold to advertisers. Like that that record will always be there. Um, but 
yeah, you can you can improve your your forward looking privacy or future privacy, yes. transactional privacy. And we're going to win, freaks. KYC AML is the harmful activity. These demons are losing their grasp on control, and our movement grows stronger. The tools get better. The knowledge gets greater. The confidence grows. These people have nothing on us. We're going to win. We're going to win, freaks. Now we'll go to Boostergrams. <laughs> Boostergrams from last week's RHR number 246. Time is scarce. Thank you guys for the support. Uh, at Eric Can't Meme, 101,000 sats. Nice palindrome boost. Six-figure palindrome boost. Thank you, Eric. Uh, we're going to make our families proud, freaks. Love you all. I agree, Eric. Appreciate at, you, Eric. At Mark C. Another palindrome boost. 77,777 sats. Appreciate everything both of you do every week, even through times as difficult as this. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Um, Appreciate at, you. At Nathan Levy, 75,000 sats. Romans chapter 8, verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be re revealed in us. I agree there. We're going to get through this, freaks. Appreciate at, you. At Ricky Durds, 50,246 sats. 5246. He just wanted um, to get over anyone who was 50,000 sats. No, he said so. No, this is actually, now that I'm reading it, thank you, Ricky, for doing this because uh, an incredible an incredible gesture by you. So sorry for your loss, Marty. Boosting everything in my wallet at the moment for you and your pops. I'll be calling my father and mother tomorrow. Thank you, Ricky. I appreciate you. Incredible gesture. Call your parents. Is there please. a boost all button? Yeah, or did he, he manually type it in? Probably manually typed it in. Maybe, maybe there is a boost all button. If not, Oscar, if you're listening. Nick, if you're listening, think about it. Just, it should just be all in. It should be a button and just like all, all in. Does Jason Calcanis pop out and go, you going all in? No, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that podcast. I was just thinking more like pushing chips on the table. I listen to that. I've been listening to that podcast more. It's like, it's good to get that perspective. They think AI is going to take over the world. <laughs> yeah, but you're not laughing with them. Sometimes. Okay. I like David Sachs. I think David Sachs has some good good insights. It's pretty weak when he was calling for bailouts on his own. Oh, yeah, that's a... That was a weak moment. But Matt, actually Parker and I were talking about this. Uh... You were like making me soft. They can all go fuck themselves. Okay. All right. All right. They were dumping Solana. Yeah, the they were dumping Solana and laughing about it. Yeah, pretty egregious. But like, that's the thing, like, because we were mentioning, like, the, the kvetching over SVB and everybody wanting bailouts. And then going back to 2008 when, like, Hank Paulson and Timothy Geithner were, like, literally on their knees. Like, there's going to be a Mad Max scenario, no cash in the ATMs by Wednesday if you don't give us $700 billion right now. I guess, like, people are... People are going to figure it out. Maybe if you're in a big city, things may get chaotic because people are soft as baby shit in these big cities. They might freak out, but um, people 
in rural areas, they'll figure it out. They're like, oh, I've got eggs. You've got bread. You've got beef. You got water. Let's figure this out. How about the Cash App uh, founder getting stabbed in San Francisco? Pretty fucked up. And I, I guess he's involved with. Mo- he was involved with MobileCoin recently. MobileCoin, yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not even sure what MobileCoin does, but. Um, it's the one that Signal founder Moxie was involved with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a shame. Um, it's, no, it's I mean, supposed it's to be a shame. privacy coin that uses SGX Intel's SGX closed secure element. I mean, I hope. I mean, I hope. First of all, terrible thing to happen. Um, Forty-six years old, father of two. So fucked up. Absolutely tragic. And he got out of SF. Supposedly, he was living in Miami. He just was visiting. Yeah, and and it was in I think the the wealthiest part of San Francisco. I believe wasn't even like the whole city's a failed. The whole city's a fucking failed state. Yeah, it was felt unsafe two years ago, three years ago. I don't know if I've told like Bitcoin twenty nineteen. Super unsafe. It felt like that's the last time I was in SF. I think same. I think that was the last time I was in SF. But wife and I get in. We're staying at a hotel downtown, and this was like five days before the conference because we went to wine country, but we had to stay the night in San Francisco. We get an Uber to the hotel, hop out of the Uber, some dude just jerking off on the steps of the hotel. I was like, oh, welcome to San Francisco. So fucked up. Uh, Hopefully, I mean, it sucks, and who knows if this will turn out to be the case, but this is obviously high-profile individual. Shout out to him for starting, being the CTO of Square and Cash App two companies that we're pretty fond of here. Um, and maybe it takes something like a high profile murder like this to light a fire under the city's ass to actually do something about the degradation well, that's been happening. But I mean, it's timing wise, right? It's while there's this um, controversy over uh, Florida becoming the latest state to pass a constitutional carry bill. Um, which, by the way, does not go far enough because it doesn't allow open carry. It only allows concealed carry. Um, but this is exactly why individuals should be able to defend themselves. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to, you know, if, if, uh, if individuals are out there and they're able to, to defend themselves, then you have significant less violent crime in this type of situation. Yeah. And, and we're, seeing it, we're, gonna, we're seeing it happen in all these different cities where, where they're not allowed to defend themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and the way that I mean, he was walking around this neighborhood. It was like two thirty in the morning or something like that. So you imagine he was hanging out with friends, having a good time, and then walking to where. Oh, he was, was it? Was it in the middle of the night? I think it might have been. Um. Yeah. Let me see. Let me confirm this. Yeah, two thirty a.m. Um, that shit's fucked up. Yeah, as you imagine you just had like a good dinner, good party, his friends, just trying to get home safe, and he gets fucking stabbed for no reason. Why more science freaks? I thought. Um, I back to Bitcoin. I thought uh, this has been such a windy, weavy episode. This is what happens when we don't have a list. Um, we were talking about zero sync. Uh, last week, last mm-hmm. episode, um, which uses zero knowledge proofs and U3XO to make uh, 
it easier to uh, start up or spin up a Bitcoin node. Uh, well, it looks like they have a partnership with Blockstream uh, to send those proofs through the Blockstream satellite network, uh, which is a really cool partnership. It's pretty uh, badass. Yeah, right? Yeah. Love to see it. Shout to Blockstream. Love the satellite. One of my favorite initiatives that they have out there. I think we're going to, I think I teased it last week, but I think we're going to have a zero sync presentation on the open source stage at Bitcoin 2023. Zero knowledge proofs being utilized on Bitcoin. Been talked about for a while. Something that Andrew Polster has been pushing for. So that actually makes sense that Blockstream would be doing a partnership. Was I think they announced it on April 1st and then Adam had a, Adam back had to go on to Twitter and be like, no, this is, this is actually happening. It was like March 31st or uh, it was like April. It was either March 31st or like the early hours of April 1st where the announcement made got made. Yeah. And it's, it's, and I think I hate April fools. I mean, this is a perfect example of like something that's somewhat of like a black swan event. People have these preconceived notions of how Bitcoin will scale and the limitations that exist today. But then something like this comes out that completely could change the game if it works and the trade-offs are worthwhile. Like it wasn't on my radar at all. I don't even know. Zero knowledge proofs again. Polster has been talking about them for quite some time, and it seemed like them being implemented in Bitcoin somewhat of a um, something that would happen in the the medium to long term in the future years from now. But boom, zero zero link or zero sync comes out and gets it going. You said that you have awesome Bitcoin Club today. Yes. I do actually have uh, an announcement to make too. Not for me, but our good friends at the Beef Initiative are throwing a little a little Beef Initiative summit at Ginger Hill Angus, a family-owned and operated Black Angus seed stock ranch located in beautiful foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. They invite you to join them on Saturday, April 22nd, 2023 for a Beef Initiative Micro Summit in Washington, Virginia. The summit is a day-long event that will discuss health, longevity, self-sovereignty, and issues facing the American rancher and American food systems. Speakers will include Dr. Robert Malone, one of the inventors and a skeptic of mRNA vaccines, Texas Slim, founder of the Beef Initiative, Dr. Brooke Miller, good friend of the show, physician, owner of Ginger Hill Angus, and past president of the U.S. Cattlemen's Association. Yeah, I was going to say, the actual ranch is, is owned by a ride-or-die freak and a good friend. Yes. Dr. Jill Glasspole Malone, researcher and scientist. Leah Biondo from the U.S. Cattlemen's Association. Justin Harper. Justine Harper. <laughs> that just He typed Justin. So I, sorry, Justine. I was just pulling a Ron Burgundy and reading the prompter. Uh, Justine Harper from the chain <laughs> and others. The summit will include farm tours, presentations, and discussions, awesome. live music, and lunch, and a cattleman's feast dinner with beef provided by Ginger Hill Angus. I bought a, a quarter from Ginger Hill last summer for a freezer in Jersey, and it is incredible Angus beef. For more, informa- for more information, please visit Ginger Hill on Twitter at Ginger Hill Angus or beefinitiative.com slash events. Yeah, I mean, I got to meet that whole family while they were in Nashville, and they're just great people. So. Incredible family. If you're in the area, go check it out. Yeah. Um, do you have do you have your hand up? No, I'm just. Um, and then this week in at Bitcoin Park in Nashville, we have a packed week. We have uh, 
Tuesday we have Bit Devs. Wednesday we have uh, the Bitcoin Product and Design Summit uh, that Connor Okus and St- St- Stephen Delorme uh, are running on the Wednesday. Uh, that's free. That's that's free to the public. No, sir, I'm not reading my show. I'm just I'm just saying it from the heart. Um, and then Thursday we have an awesome CoinKite um, workshop uh, with MBK. So. Uh, if you're in the Nashville area, come 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 by, come chill at Bitcoin Park. Um, if you go to bitcoinpark.com slash meetup. Uh, What's he shopping? All the, all the events are listed there. Shopping the Q1, Satscar, Tab It's going to be Satscar, Tab Signer workshop. So a workshop on their new NFC-based cards. Um, oh. That you can just tap on your phone to use to spend and receive. Bitcoin. I don't have my wallet on me, but uh, I would show you one of my Sats cards. Pretty durable instrument. My brother locked himself in our bathroom last week. Um, <laughs> I couldn't find an Allen wrench uh, to get the uh, get the door open, so I had to try to use like the the old credit the card. Sats card, yeah, the Sats card, and so like I I borked it borked it up pretty bad, and still works. The NFC still works. Do you have any Bitcoin on it? No, I, I made sure to get an empty one. There you go. They're 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 pretty durable. Yeah. It's not like a Metro card or some shit. Good tool to break into a door too. If you need them, they work. Noted. I used to have to do that a lot growing up. My parents would lock the the house. When I get home from school, they wouldn't be there. I have to use like my my school ID card to break into the house. Yeah, I mean, it it works on a lot of locks still. Yeah. Get a deadbolt, freaks. Yeah. It's a good investment. Yeah. (sighs) All right. I'm going to go watch the Masters. I'll tell you how it's going. How many more days is it? I mean, and Sunday. You know how golf tournaments work? Yeah, start on Thursday yeah. and on it Sunday. Just start, it starts today, right? Yeah, but it's supposed to rain all day Saturday and tomorrow, I believe, so it might get I'll extended. watch it like the end. It's a great Easter weekend um, background. Yeah, Easter weekend. Happy Easter weekend. Happy, happy, happy Easter weekend. Happy Passover to everybody. Is uh, Passover this weekend, too? Pretty sure. Pretty it doesn't sure always line up, right? It's it's sometimes it lines up, sometimes it doesn't. I think so. Um, yeah, I think Passover starts tomorrow night. We're gonna have a bunch of friends over for Easter, which would be good. It's the first time not doing family Easter in a while, or at least family Good Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm actually headed back to Philly tomorrow for Easter. I have a nice weekend down the shore. Um, Is tomorrow a national holiday? It used to be. I don't think Good Friday's a. Uh, a national holiday anymore. They don't, they don't really like the Christians that much here anymore. <laughs> we get off MLK Day. Apparently, Jesus isn't important enough in the U.S. anymore. Like, are the are the is the stock market open tomorrow? I don't know. It used to be closed, and maybe half day. Stock market Good Friday. Anyway, freak. Sorry, this was like a disorganized rip. But, uh, the markets are closed tomorrow. Good. It's good to see that people still have respect for Jesus. The real markets aren't closed, Marty. Bitcoin never sleeps. No. No. It doesn't sleep. I wonder <laughs> if it'll pump. I wonder if it'll pump. You got a lot. Like a good Friday pump would be nice. Or a good it, Friday dump. Just volatility. Let's get some volatility in here. Let's get some action. I mean, this may be blasphemous, but uh, the, the dump then pump. Jesus dies on good Friday. It's risen again on Sunday, so... 
resurrection maybe, the maybe resurrection gets, pump on sunday maybe we get some symbolic price movement this weekend maybe we'll we'll find out we'll see if the prophecy holds true <laughs> yeah um all right any freaks celebrating easter enjoy it most important holiday many people think it's christmas it's actually easter um, why because <laughs> jesus dies and is risen from this whole reason that christianity like it's the whole crux of the religion is that Jesus is God. He rose all that stuff. Oh, so, okay. I can see the argument. And then yeah. like Christmas is his birthday. Apparently. Yeah. It's much disputed. I really like Thanksgiving. It's unrelated. Not a religious holiday. Um, it's American holiday though. It is. It is. I like Thanksgiving too. I think it's my favorite holiday. Yeah. I'm also uh, a sucker for July 4th. July 4th is fucking dope. That's a great one, too. Another American holiday. We have a washers tournament at the beach every 4th of July. There you go. It's um, a great, great beach game. Awesome. Well, I love you, freaks. I love you, Marty. Thank you, Logan, for standing by. Don't thank I, him. Don't thank him. Well, I fucked up your schedule. Doing today. whatever I do yeah. here. He fucked up the Bricks acronym earlier in the show. We don't think he. <laughs> that was pre-show. That we was pre-show. That was pre-show. You can't, you can't expose him. Yeah, that was that we were on on the record at that point. Logan, redeem yourself. Hit us with a joke. Logan spelled bricks wrong. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> I'll hit you with a brick joke. Ha! <laughs> was that the joke? I uh, maybe. I th- what? Off Marty the dome. Enjoyed it. It was I'll good. take it. I'll hit you with um, a brick joke. Well, anyway, I love you, Marty. I love you, freaks. Stay humble, stack sets. Love you too, Matt. Peace and love, freaks. Dickie!